kind of old-fashioned cop who preferred working the streets and making arrests to taking tests toward promotion. He was the closest thing New York had to a dirty Harry. This is One Tough Podcast. Here's your host, Bo Deedle. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. I'm here, like always, with my main man, Carlo from the Bronx. Good he's morning. He's the producer. He's also my chief of staff. Today, we have a guy here today that I'm so excited about. I've been doing this podcast a year and a half, had some very special guests, but this is my most special guest. We go back a ways, and he's the former great mayor, the best one we ever had in New York, the mayor of New York City, but more important, my friend, Rudy Giuliani. Mr. Mayor, welcome to our show. Great to be with you, Bo. You know, we do go back a long ways, and I have great respect for you. And I also think you're one of the smartest and certainly one of the funniest guys on radio, <laughs> television. I always told you, you should be a stand-up comedian, Dan. Well, you know what? <laughs> this relationship started but a you're while You're a hell of an investigator. Started a while ago when, uh, when, oh, yeah. when uh, the uh, current mayor that we're sitting here with, Mayor Giuliani, when he first decided to run for uh, mayor of New York City in 1988, I had written a book, One Tough Cop, and it was just funny. I met... Uh, uh, Mr. Giuliani, I knew of him for a long time, and he knew of my background growing up in Ozone Park. Everybody knew about with, uh, the with great Gotti and Scopo and all that. And then it just was really funny that we became friends, and I supported his first run. And I'll never forget your first uh, little speech. And I was standing in the back. And I said, I'm, "I'm for you, uh, Mayor Giuliani." And then uh, what happened? We lost the first one, and the second one we banned to get about fifty cars against the. Cheating Democrats in Brooklyn, they would cheat. They would drive around with buses and vote two, three, four times. Oh, really? And I had 50 cars out there. We pulled that one off. Then we pulled it off for uh, uh, Pataki, and we were able to hold down the Republicans in New York State. And uh, and that was the last good reign in New York State of real Republican leaders here in New York. We had, a, we had surpluses instead of budget uh, shortfalls. We gave money back to the taxpayers. We reduced taxes by 22%, 24%. And we brought crime down. I did, before I left, brought crime down about 65%. And we didn't Murdered have... down 60%. And we virtually eliminated auto theft. 80%. Wow. Reduction wow. In auto and we theft. didn't have 70,000 homeless people on we the street either. We had almost none. Because yeah. we sent the police and a social worker up to each one of them and said, you can't sleep here. Sorry, uh, streets are not for sleeping. So you're going to have to come with us or you're going to have to get out of New York, one or the other. You want to come to the shelter, we'll take you. Otherwise, you're going to have to walk around all night. You know, and for some reason, the other side, and we call them the other side, they just can't accept success. Like with our current president and our former mayor, Giuliani, what he did as being mayor, what the president's doing as president, it's just continued success. And they get angry when people are successful instead of, putting their arms around it. You know, Rudy, I just can't understand why people don't want to support success. Well, uh, when I ran for re-election, I had kept every promise. Crime was already down about 45% then. Taxes were lower. I could show that people were getting like 20 and 30% more back. Uh, And I won by 18%. Even though the media... In an area in New York City that's probably six to one Democrat. That's abnormal. So my hope is that it works with the president. I got through to the people. The New York Times... Actually, the New York Times actually endorsed me for re-election. I think it's the only editorial they ever wrote, favorable. 
and it's the uh, it's the funniest thing. They so they must have got, got somebody out of um, Mississippi to write it because it's it like totally different. All their editorials. They just listed all my accomplishment. Said he deserves re-election. It was almost like they held their nose and said, <laughs> "We got our doors." <laughs> but do, do you think they actually felt the quantifiable difference? You no, know, they in, never. I mean, they well, never did. I'm, this is hard for me to say, but they, uh, you'll rarely see anyone in the Times ever write that I, hard to, that I was a great mayor. You, I mean, everybody else will write it. I mean, the, 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 it's not even debatable. I, mean, I reduced crime more than any mayor in the history of the city. I reduced unemployment more than any mayor. I, we went from 10.5 to 5 percent in unemployment. I got 500,000 people off the welfare rolls, 400,000 with jobs. Poor people were doing much better under me than under all the phony liberal Democrats, just like Trump. Look, uh, poor people, African-Americans, uh, Latinos, any poor people, haven't done this well under any president that I can think of. There's actual increase in their wages. Yeah. Actual increase in their wages. Uh, percentage-wise, equal to and better than a lot of other people. Well, this is crazy. I mean, the, the, I think what happens, I, I, I uh, was analyzing this last night, I think what happens to liberals, because it goes back to the, the limousine liberals we used to have yeah. in the 70s, you know, uh, give all the money to poor, but God forbid you take a poor person home for dinner. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't fit in a Fifth Avenue apartment. You got, got too clean. Uh, I think they, um, they, get these, they, get, they get in a fantasy world. You know, um, health care for all. Health care for all, if they did it the way they want to do it, would put out of business 30% of our hospitals the next day. 30% of our hospitals gone because uh, government only gives them 80%. They get the other 20% from private insurance. You take private insurance out, they go bankrupt. <laughs> Nobody thinks about that. So they say stupid things. Uh, don't have to pay your loans. Who's going to pay for them? Uh, uh, what are the taxes going to be, a 90%, 90% tax? So they say stupid things, and they don't think rationally, which is why I named my podcast Common Sense. I said the th thing that I think is the most important thing in a political leader is you have common sense. It all started with, uh, with Thomas Paine, and I try to approach problems, not as a Republican, not as a Democrat, but common sense. Mm -hmm. How do you get people off welfare? There's no Republican solution, Democratic solution. Here's what I did. First thing I did was, when you came in for welfare, I offered you a job instead. I said, we got a job down the street in Joe's uh, uh, bakery. You can work there. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I don't do bakery work. <laughs> well, but I, well, okay, but then you don't, then you don't get welfare. Uh, then I went back and I reviewed the entire list, and we brought people in, and we offered them jobs. If they didn't take the job, we took them off welfare. Then I fingerprinted them. Yeah. Why did I fingerprint him? Because Morgenthau had done a big case in which he revealed thousands of people that were collecting twice mm -hmm. and three times. Some work, 78 worked for the police department. <laughs> mm. Clerical staff of the police department. They'd collect in Manhattan. They'd collect wow. in Queens. And they may go out to New Jersey and collect. Or go out to Nassau County and collect. So we started finger imaging. And I did a deal with uh, Westchester, Nassau, Suffolk. We finally got New Jersey in. We, we created a database. So then when you came in, it took six months. Mm -hmm. Give your finger image, and you're out in Nassau County. Sorry, 
uh, go see the police department. Well, this, this is a cut it all out, Mr. May. This is a perfect example, which I get crazed when they say that they don't want voters to have identification if they have fingerprint to vote. To, to vote is one of the greatest assets you have in a democracy. And what is the problem? You go on a plane, you have to show identification. What is the problem? I'm it's just you. something negative that they can cheat on. And like the perfect example is what's going on in New York in New York City today. With the corrupt, with this corrupt mayor that we have, with this corrupt uh, I think mayor, he's call, I think he's calling him. No, they have Big Bird. Yeah, Big, Big Bird's Bird his name. Him. And what's going on with his pay he for play? The school, the school. No, he will never be at Rayos with me. And I told him right on when I debate him, you'll never come to Rayos. Maybe you'll go to Mount Morris Park. No Rayos. But the point, the point is, I mean, look at even with our school system, you have kids. Oh yeah, they got. They got high graduation rates, but none of them can read and write. They're just pushing them right through. And then we got this little Mexican jumping bean from wherever he came from, Carranza, and he's an indignant piece of garbage. And every time he speaks, he he speaks down to people. He doesn't understand. Well, the people of New York City, he should be gathering up and supportive of them. That's another, another liberal attribute. Not only are they limousine liberals, and they want solutions for you, but not them. But they, um, they look down on us. They look down on us. They look down on people who are not liberal, people who are moderate or conservative particularly, as not being as intelligent as they are. That's, that's how you get Hillary saying that, you know, people who voted for Trump were all deplorables. Yeah, and Walmart uh, garbage. And they believe they're better educated. They believe they're more intelligent. They believe they're more sophisticated. And therefore, we need to be held in place because we're going to hurt people. And this is a, co- a completely uh, elitist attitude that's belied by, by the facts. I mean, I, first of all, I think I'm a lot brighter than all of them. And I think I have a better appreciation of... I mean, I like to debate them all on opera and classical music and see mm-hmm. who wins. Uh, you're, a re- us, you're a renaissance yeah, man. Those of us who are conservatives are not a bunch <clears throat> of stupid morons. I mean, I read books, right? I write... <laughs> I love opera and classical music. Uh, I'm as intelligent and sophisticated as they are, except I don't look down on people. And beyond that, my father brought me up this way. I judge a man by how he treats, he used to say, the shoeshine boy in those days. And he said, said, you want to have a friend? It doesn't matter how how, how do they treat the teacher, how do they treat the boss, how do they treat. Watch how he treats the the waiter. Watch how he treats somebody that might be thought of as lower than him. But you never think of anybody as lower than you because you're, you're no better than they are and they're no better than you, top or bottom. Treat everybody the same. And the reality is these people are a bunch of elitists. The New York Times editorial board sits around thinking, you know, they're much smarter than the whole world. And the fact is they're so closed off from the world. Hmm. They live in such an elitist bubble, in such a, you know, New Ivory York, Tower. Manhattan uh, cocktail party in a $50 million building, that they don't have the slightest idea what poor people, middle-class people go through or any empathy for Right them. now, the And thing- they make things worse for them. And I used to say, when I was taking people off welfare, and when I made kids who, um, kids who were going to college for free, yeah. when I made them work part-time, mm-hmm. I used to go tell them, I love you more. Do you understand that I love you more? Uh, it's like if your parents just let you do anything you want. They don't right. love you. you They're just lazy. You want to value of work. I love you, and I want you to have the work ethic. 
If I could give you a pill and give you the work ethic, I just took care of 90% of your problems. Hmm. If, if you have the desire to work, do anything you have to do to support your family, you're going to be okay and you can be very successful. And these liberals mislead you. They, they, they encourage bad dependencies. They encourage bad conduct. So don't have identification when you vote. What does that encourage? It encourages people to cheat. Yeah, I mean, what would be the reason not to have it? And, and, and it's ridiculous to say we've got to trust all people. That's ridiculous. Madison wrote in the Federalist Papers, if men were angels, we wouldn't need government. Mm. Well, we just got re- re- to realize that some portion of the population are sociopaths. Yeah. They're bad people. They're going to hurt good people. I wish that wasn't true. But I'm not going to put myself in some kind of a bubble and say, oh, everybody should be trusted yeah. to, you know, let's not even have, let's not even have uh, people in grocery stores take all the food you want and pay whatever you want. Yeah. Why don't we do that? It's voluntary payment. I mean, it's the kind of stupid idea. You know, there. the thing that I, Mr. Mayor, the thing that I've noticed. Jesus, that might be Bernie's next suggestion. Well, you know what, Mr. Mayor? One thing I know, we're close in age a little bit. You're a little ahead of me. Not too much. But the point I noticed now, even with the election of Obama, I was not a big fan of him, but I respected him as the president. I didn't have a hatred for him. I mean, what they've done with our president, uh, President Trump, is there's a vile hatred. And all these left liberals, they're ready to have a fist fight. You can't have a conversation to explain your side like what you're doing now. You try to have a conversation with these liberal guys, they're ready to fight with you. And I can't believe I've seen this in my lifetime, just in the I'm last get, 10 get, years. Yeah, you or I get, are going to get in trouble given the way we grew up. You know that. Yeah, but One I mean... these days we're going to pop somebody. No, no, I mean, it's just so horrible. You no, can't I have, have a I conversation. I have to remind myself, when they start it with me, I have to remind myself, they're trying to egg me on. And they say terrible things. I know, and they're just trying, and they won't, they just seal it off. I listen to both sides. One thing I've learned as I got older, uh, Mr. Mayor, is that I look at both sides. I relate to people not having it, and where we can help them, we help them. But I like what you say. You train them for jobs. You don't just give it, give it, give it. And there should be no indifference for someone who earned it, worked hard, worked 18 hours a day, build a business, and have a couple of bucks more. Well, that's the reward. That's what capitalism is. My my dear friend Ken Langone we had on here. Ken Langone is the epitome <laughs> of one of the hard... My friend, too. Yeah, he, he expressed himself about what the hard work ethics, and it's there for everyone. And right now, if you're a young African-American or, or Latino, you probably have more of a benefit because now arms are opening up for and you want to work hard you'll succeed more so and i think the african-american vote for trump is going to be surprisingly i hear it's about over 30 percent already because people are living better their children are living better they're living a better life they're not looked upon as being secondary anything they're all equal so that's what has to be taken into consideration when people vote for the next presidential election they have to realize where are you now where were you with all the promises all the liberals, all the Democrats, every one of our cities, Chicago, Baltimore, New York City, every one of our Democratic cities, San Francisco, are just gone into the toilet bowl with your Democrat leaders there who are out of control. Simple. Well, I, I think that's a study that is long past being due, which is to take a look at the, 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 the connection between our broken down, crime-ridden cities 
and 50 years, 100 years of democratic rule. The reason I was able to change the city is real simple. I wasn't a Democrat. And there was no corruption. I when wasn't you a Democrat. I was independent. Um, after I appointed 10 people, I appointed all the Republicans in the city. <laughs> so um, I could create my own government. I didn't owe it to the unions. There was no scandal, Mr. Mayor. It, I didn't owe it to the uh, uh, crooked uh, political bosses who, I mean, I put half of them in jail under Koch. Colin, I mean, did you know when, when... the Koch, who, who was not a dishonest man. But there was a lot of corruption. In fact, I, uh, look, I'll give you an example. I, I investigated the Koch administration the way Mueller attempted to investigate uh, Trump. I never once, I never once demonized uh, Koch. When one or two of my assistants started to try to do that, I cut it off. I told them, next time you do it, you're fired. And I put out, I put out an extraordinary statement that Koch was not under investigation and that there was no evidence that Koch was involved in the corruption. And I did that because it would be unfair to connect the corruption to him by innuendo. Now, you don't have that kind of, Right now, there's supposedly an investigation of me in the Southern District of New York. They won't tell me what they're investigating me for. I get leaks of it. In the press. In the press. Every once in a while, I'm investigated for uh, being a foreign representative of Ukraine. I want to go in there. I say, look, if you have something, uh, let me show you the records. I have a contract with Ukraine. It says I'm not going to be a foreign agent. I never have been a foreign agent for anybody. Go check the records. You can see it. So can we get rid of that one? Then, yeah. then, then they say I was a partner in a business with that character, Lev Parnes. Mm. No record of being a partner. The one they paraded yeah. there, they wanted to now, bring him his in. His partner. Yeah. His partner, for years, Igor Fruman, will testify for me. And he will say he was never a partner in the business. Lev is lying. Mm -hmm. Okay, we get rid of that one. Uh, but they love having those innuendo. They did it to the president. They love having the innuendos out there. Well, that, that guy with the big eyes, that shift, that psychopath. We have all the evidence. We have it. We have it. But, he had nothing. But they get away with it. Now, what I'm doing, I got a project going on that's going to continue even after he's acquitted tomorrow for a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks. I've done five episodes. Three have been on. And I'm trying the case in my podcast. What I'm doing is... I did an opening statement, put on the first witness. You can see Shokin testifying live. Not live, live on tape. Yeah. But you see a real person, not this whistleblower who wants to put a thing over his head and he wants to hide, he wants to be behind a curtain. I mean, you, you do this in the Soviet Union. Yeah. In America, Shokin, you stand up for what you're saying. And I also have an affidavit where he goes to jail if he's lying. Mm. He says Biden bribed the president, to fire me. And he says the reason he did it was I was, uh, I was hot on the tail of his son, the rich guy that owned it, because he was doing it for him too, yeah. and the rich company. And the coincidence of this is these bullshit artists say... Well, you can say that on my podcast. They say things like it was debunked, they weren't under investigation. I want you to think about the month of February 2016. February 2nd. Shokin arrests Burisma. How, how is it not under investigation if he arrests the damn company? Mm. Stops them from doing business. February 18th, he gets a notice, I should have brought it with me, from the Latvian government of a money laundering scheme in which Hunter Biden is smack in the middle. Boom. His name is right in the record. Boom. They're saying he wasn't under investigation. Yeah, but look at this record in the prosecutor's yeah. office. He's not under investigation. Now, is it a coincidence that they arrest Burisma, 
The kid is under investigation for $14.8 million money laundering. <laughs> and Joe Biden calls the president of the Ukraine four times on the telephone in the month of February. Nobody knows that. Four times on the telephone. This is the way I convicted people with circumstantial evidence like this. This evidence is better than, they say, well, you know, Shokin's corrupt. Who cares if he's corrupt? If he's telling the truth, how many, how many, uh, uh, how many rats? Sammy we, the Bull was yeah, corrupt. We had the FBI agent. I never, I never prosecuted a criminal without having some guy that was a little bit of a criminal himself testify. Yep. Main thing is, is he corroborated? Yeah, he's corroborated by the Burisma arrest. He's corroborated by the money laundering documents. Mm -hmm. He's corroborated by Biden's actions. And finally, you know the best corroboration of him? Joe Biden, big mouth on tape. Yeah, when he Shulkin said it. is saying nothing different than what Biden is saying. Biden says on tape, I told that president, if you don't get rid of the prosecutor, you're not getting your $1 billion loan guarantee. You got six hours or I'm out of here. That's pro quo to me. Shokin says he intimidated, threatened, extorted and bribed my president to fire me. My president came to me and told me that he did it. So what is it, Biden lying? Hey, Joe. I know you're not so smart, but you went to law school. I know you kind of cheated your way through with plagiarism, but you went to law school. Here's the definition of bribery. Mm -hmm. Offering a thing of value for official action. $1 billion loan guarantee. Drop the charges. Number two, get rid of the prosecutor, the official action. Finally, is it corrupt? Why'd you do it? You did it because the big guy who owned the company bribed you back in 2014. He said, Joe, I'm going to pay your son, who nobody would hire for anything. Freedom, got, the real freedom. Five times in rehabilitation. <laughs> Bust out of the military when Joe pulled strings to get him in at 40. He was in the public relations office, and he blew a drug test. I mean, it's not a lot of pressure in the public relations office. He obviously doesn't have PTSD in the public relations <laughs> office. He, he busts out of that. He has one company experience where the company goes bankrupt, and one guy goes to jail for a Ponzi scheme. You're going to take that guy, and you're going to put him on the board of a worldwide corporation that's under serious criminal investigation for any reason other than to bribe Joe Biden to buy the office. This family it gets made a mockery of American law and American ethics. And it gets deeper, uh, Mr. May. It you, gets you know deeper. How many times is we're not even with, this? We're not even Five, with China. Uh, we're not even with China yet. This guy is all over the place. You remember the Rico case? Remember Rico? All the Rico cases. Yeah. I did? Yep. So this one is. The Biden family case. Rico. All Rico, okay. Now, why, what's the Biden family? The Biden family is a business. What, what's their product? Joe's public office. They monetize Joe's public office. They do it when he's in the Senate. Now, how, when do they do it when he's in, 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 in Washington? Every time that Obama names him point man, yeah. two things happen. Makes money on he's it. He's got to go solve a problem for the U.S. He fails. And the family walks out with millions of dollars. <laughs> so we go, go, they send him to Iraq. He's supposed to get a status of forces agreement for us so yeah. we can keep troops in Iraq and protect people. Joe fails. His brother gets one-third of a $1.5 billion housing contract in Iraq, and he doesn't know a damn thing about housing. Sound familiar? <laughs> okay. Now we go, now we go to uh, Ukraine. He makes an appointment in Ukraine. What's he supposed to accomplish? He's supposed to lessen the corruption and get rid of the Russians. Well, he doesn't lessen the corruption. He contributes to it. Right? And the Russians, they won't even give him lethal weapons 
Russians are supposed to fight. I mean, they're supposed to. I'm not the Russians. The Ukrainians, they won't even give them lethal weapons. Ukrainians are going to have to fight the Russians with slingshots under Obama. <clears throat> so he fails in that mission. Uh, the kid comes out with five to eight million dollars in laundered funds. There's a nine hundred thousand dollar payment for laundering Joe Biden, and there may be. Uh, we're still working on it. There may be a few more other laundered payments that we're working Unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. Now, so so family makes millions in Ukraine. U.S. fails. Biden family makes millions. U.S. fails in Iraq. Biden family. Now we go to China. China. He goes over there. Specific mission. Chinese were encroaching on the islands that they claim with Japan. Mm-hmm. They were sending military there. Obama was very worried about it, but Obama only worried. He never did anything. And he sent his most useless guy. Fredo. He, sent, I mean, he failed at everything. Sent him to China to, you know, have the Chinese back off. What do you think the odds are he's going to succeed at that? Not very good. Right. They, 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 he never succeeded at anything. He failed in Iraq. He failed in Ukraine. He goes to China, takes Air Force to. And he brings his son, Hunter, with him. They come back. Joe fails. Hunter did real well. Eight to 12 days later, the Bank of China signs up as a partner in his private equity fund. They eventually commit $1.5 million. So we have the Bank of China owned by the Chinese government. So we have the Chinese government in partnership with the son of the VP and the son of the Secretary of State because... Chris Hines was part of that company. And do you know who the third partner was? The nephew of Whitey Bulger. Holy mackerel. Can you believe the press doesn't cover this? The damn corrupt press doesn't cover it? Well, no, no, they did cover something. uh, Referring to... Peter Schweiker wrote the book. No, no, to Ukraine. I got the call from two two reporters from the New York Times saying they saw me with you in Ukraine. (laughs) And I said, why don't you just print it, man? They go, Bo Dietl, you were with Rudy Giuliani in Ukraine. Remember when they called me twice? I said, are you going to verify or not? I said, why don't you print it? You know everything. This is a perfect example. Why isn't this brought out? Because the, the Biden family is corrupt. What I just described to you, they were doing for lesser money when he was senator. They were monetizing his office. Uh, and his answer has always been, I don't know my family's business. Well, after you answer that two or three times, the answer doesn't work anymore. You know, uh, okay, he didn't know about James here. Then all of a sudden we get to Ukraine. He said, I, I, I didn't know about Bo. Hey, don't you read the newspapers? On uh, December on December 8th, 2015, a guy named James Risen, who now regrets it because he's a big lib, wrote an article pointing out the conflict in Ukraine, pointing out that the guy, that the kid was getting money from this crooked oligarch, that Joe was supposed to deal with corruption, and wouldn't this make it difficult for Joe to deal with corruption? Of course it made it difficult. It made it a joke. The United States is a laughingstock in Ukraine. Biden would go there. He went there 13 times, and he would say, we want you not to be corrupt. And they'd all say, okay, here's a good start. Get your son out of that damn no-show job with the crookedest guy, and then we can maybe, maybe we can make a start. I mean, we don't have a reporter, we don't have an investigative reporter here who can make that damn connection because they're so damn corrupted by their hatred of Trump. They're in love with the Democratic Party. They're in love with the Democratic Party. They did the same thing with Hillary. The case against Hillary, when, when Comey finished and said, no prosecutor would prosecute this case, I looked at him and I said, you have got to be the biggest sellout I know. There's no prosecutor that wouldn't. I would give my eye teeth to prosecute a case where 33,000 emails, emails were are, disposed. are gone. 
Uh, yeah, what? That's phones, evidence. Cell phones are smashed up with, with a yeah. hammer. That they bleach bit a dry. They ble- the only people who bleach bit are money launderers. Yeah, they bleach bit this. She, you got five false statements by her. The case is like overwhelming. And they don't prosecute. I, give it, I could give it to a, a first-year prosecutor, except for the fact that the press would drive you crazy if you did that. The Mr. Biden Mayor, case, the Biden case is so you. strong yeah. that it would be, if we can't do this, we can't convince Ukraine that they should be honest. No. Because what happened is, very simply, it was corruption at the highest levels of two governments. The, you'd have to say, who corrupted whom? The vice president of the United States corrupted the president of Ukraine, or the president of Ukraine corrupted the vice president of the United States. The president of Ukraine, who was his friend, was the most corrupt man in Ukraine. And there's nobody who'll disagree with this. Poroshenko was known to the people on the street as he took everything that wasn't nailed down. down. He stole everything. He put his, for this case, for the Burisma case, so... Joe gets the case tanked. As soon as that happens, four cases are dismissed. Because he helped Soros, too. He got a Soros case That's dismissed. That's the guy behind this he whole thing. He got the Soros case dismissed. He got a case involving collusion dismissed. He got about five cases dismissed. They come to Burisma, and Poroshenko slows it down. After he agreed to fire the prosecutor, he brings a new prosecutor in. Poroshenko slows it down. In the middle of the summer, Poroshenko has the prosecutor announce that this is a very good case again. Now, why did he do it? Because he wanted to shake down, he wanted to shake down Zlochevsky. He wanted to shake down the owner, to say to the owner, hey, I'll take care of the kid, Hunter, but I still got you with your five billion you stole and your business. You're, you're a living in Monaco. You can't come back here. You want to come back here. You're going to give me some of that five billion you stole. So we have evidence that varies a little because it's tough to get the evidence, but we have evidence that he got at least $20 million in bribes. Wow. That Poroshenko did. Joe's pal. And Joe likes to say, oh, he got Shokin fired because Shokin was corrupt. What about your best friend, Poroshenko? He was the most corrupt man in Ukraine. Everybody knew it. He never said a damn thing. And that, 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 that ambassador supported him for re-election, Jovanovich, and she's supposed to care about corruption. You couldn't possibly support the president of Ukraine if you were concerned about corruption. Mm-hmm. He was a massive thief. He's now under investigation. They've raided his home. There are articles in Ukrainian newspapers that he took over 100 million. Everybody knew it. I'm telling you, everybody knew it. I talked to Democrats in those days, and they'd say it's a shame that Poroshenko double-crossed us and became such a thief. Now, what is Biden doing being pals with him? And how can Biden have us believe that he cares about corruption if he goes after this Pisher, mm-hmm. this prosecutor. If you meet Shokin, Shokin's a 70-year-old man who they tried to kill. They tried to poison him. Right. And I should have brought it with me, but I'm going to send you the medical record because whenever you say that, they think, oh, you're exaggerating. Mm-hmm. In September of this year, all of a sudden, he's rushed to the hospital. He's having two heart attacks. He actually has to be revived twice. Finally, they bring him to a hospital in Austria that helped to save Viktor Yushchenko's life, who was poisoned by Putin. The Russian, right. yeah. Yeah. And the doctor there, Dr. Corpin, has a definitive opinion. With the toxology. The, the, the primary diagnosis, mercury poisoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, 9.2 mLs of mercury. The healthy amount is 2 mL. There's damage to his liver, damage to his kidney. They definitely tried to kill him. 
And I'm not, I'm not suggesting Biden has a part of this, but Biden's involved in this whole big thing. Poroshenko knows he sits at the top of this. If this gets fully investigated, this guy, they're going to prove $100 million in bribes. Mm-hmm. Well, there are plenty of people along that chain that do killing for a living. Oh, yeah. Somebody can and, pop and, and he's not the only one that's in, at risk there. So somebody's got to move that pretty they, quickly. This, this is such a wild thing. And to, to, to put it out the way you just did, and I'm glad you have your podcast, but the problem's going to be the liberal media. The liberal, is media, not, liberal media will, you know, will, uh, I'm surprised they don't take me off somehow, you know. Uh, so if you want to get my podcast, can I give the... Yeah, we're going to do that at the end of the show. And and now, the important one, you know, when you you came in, we were talking about this Brad Birkenfeld, and I gave you some information on him. He was the one that blew up this whole UBS thing with the the Swiss accounts over there in Switzerland, over 20,000 of them, and only 4,000 were given up. Now, the funny part... Why would the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, be assigned to, to, to making that deal? Should it have been the Treasury Department or, or the FBI even? She was assigned to that. And then mysteriously, Bill Clinton gets $1.6 million for a speech with UBS and money to the Hillary the Clinton Foundation. It's all in here. And this guy exposed it, this guy, Brad Birkenfeld. He's the only one they sentenced him to two years in jail. And this was what our he, friend Holder. What did he get convi- convicted of? He got convicted of I, uh, uh, tax evasion. Tax evasion. Did, conspiracy did, to commit tax. Did evasion. he get? Did he get any credit for his cooperation? Nothing. He went to jail. The only one that went to jail. You'll read this, Rudy. And, and it's it, and right away the Clinton Foundation's right back. Why would the Secretary of State negotiate the Swiss banking thing? Why? Why? Maybe because her husband got one point six million, and then on top of it, Rudy. There was $600,000 sent to the Clinton Foundation again. You know, way more than that. Yeah, all kinds of money. And the guys million. who never got uh, discovered and were able to, no problems, were all Democratic donors, including some liberal actors in, the, in California. And you want to know something? They, uh, I really believe, I really believe you gave the synopsis of the Biden family, the Rico, the and the Clinton Foundation. Clinton Foundation is a, is a, is a uh, slam dunk Rico case. Well, ever since Brand, the guy runs that. I mean, slam dunk. Yeah, and, but and you're gonna find. Some, do, do you know who the biggest contributors are to the Clinton Foundation? Ukrainians. Really? Wow. Now, Ukraine's not the biggest country, right? Right. It's not even, nearly the richest country. Yeah. I mean, a lot of rich countries. How could Ukraine be the biggest? I, I, there's evidence. As to also why that to is. the Clinton. Yeah. Also to the Clintons. Nobody cares. It's just. All they care about is my president when he says a couple of candid things, and right away they're ready to lynch him. Right now he's cleaned up so much in this country, and that's why they don't like it, Rudy. They don't like him getting into the into the bribery in our own government. We have these lobbyists in Washington, and he wants to get rid of all the all the all the bribery. That's but you it. know this about criminals because yeah. it even goes back way before Trump. The press. The corrupt part of the press treats the Democrats differently than Republicans. They let Clinton get away with major thievery. When the Clintons were in Arkansas, they were sort of like uh, trailer trash uh, hucksters, making money here and there with the Rose. Well, you got to go to the Rose Law Firm, get a contract from Bill. They make cash. Boop, 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 boop. Then they go to Washington. They sell the Lincoln bedroom. They start moving up to the like middle class crime. Clinton Foundation, we're talking world-class crime. 
That thing was a cash cow for the Clinton family. They used it for all kinds of personal Was Tiano? What's the name of that company? Oh, come on. Tiano? And, and all of a sudden, you have every government that oh, wants yeah. something out of her, out of the Secretary of State, giving money to it. Two weeks later, they get what they want. No, but I've the worst know. one being the, uh, what was it, the plutonium for Russia. Right. She, she votes on the CFIUS board to give 20% of our stock to Russia. And Trump is in trouble for colluding with the Russians to get information about an election, and she gave them a material that could be used to destroy us and got paid like $2 million in a speaking fee for Bill, $40 million or $100 million to the, to the Clinton Foundation, yeah. more money to the Clinton Foundation from all the people involved, and they don't even bother to do anything no, well, that company This is one of ten bribes. That company on brand headed up, <laughs> Tenio, Tieno, Tienio, that company was the offshoot. You had to hire them to get the influence of the Clintons. Now, why do they do this? They do it because they know they can get away with it. Biden, Biden, Biden was brought up as a, he's also, you know, comes a senator from Delaware, his brother starts doing shady things. They do lobbying, they get kicked out of lobbying. They put this company together. The company falls apart. One guy goes to jail for Ponzi schemes. They're using Biden's name all throughout to get money for it. The press writes it. Biden says, I don't know about it. They stop. The minute Biden says, I didn't do it, they stop. It's like all Trump had to say when they said Russian collusion is not true. Stop. Stop. They, say, they write ridiculous things like this case is debunked. That is debunked. The investigation got compromised by the bribery. Number two, there's no evidence. Come to my apartment, the evidence, uh, you know, goes up to the ceiling. I mean, I've got so much evidence, uh, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. What, Shokin's not evidence? The document I mentioned is not evidence? Then be, be, in addition to Shokin, I've got the assistant prosecutor. I've got the prosecutor from another office. I've got the special prosecutor. i got three witnesses who, that who, dealt with it. i got six witnesses. Who do you think is spearheading this now out of Ukraine? Who do you think is the man behind the curtain? Covering up. Covering it up. Behind the curtain, going after you. I think Soros plays a role in this. Well, we know Soros plays Soros, a role I, and on I, the and I, and I think there's one specific uh, Russian oligarch who played a big role in this democratic corruption. Because I think if this opens up, what you're going to see is not just a Biden family pattern of corruption. You're going to see a lot of Democrats going back to 2011 that were uh, playing ball with the Russian oligarchs. Mm -hmm. um, uh, several Russians, uh, 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 several Ukrainians came to me when I went there. It was right after, you know, the controversial call. Yeah. And they told me to thank the president for that call. They said, you know, it's the first American president that has finally awakened to the fact that the corruption in the Ukraine is not just about the Ukraine. It's about the U.S. And if you don't solve the U.S. part of it, you wow. can't solve the Ukrainian part of it. And they told me specifically. Under Obama, it got much, much worse. They don't know if it was deliberate or if it was a case of complete negligence. But every year that Obama was in, the corruption got worse and worse. And as they got away with it, they went further and further and further. And I tell you this, there are more than just Joe Biden involved. So I think one of the reasons that they're fighting so hard to cover this up is when this case is, this case, these cases are finally investigated, this will be, Obama administration will go down in history as one of the most corrupt. Ever. Even worse than corrupt. Clinton's? Oh, made a lot more money. These people made a lot more money. I guess it's inflation, but they made a lot more money. <laughs> oh, yeah, worse than Clinton. Unbelievable. Certainly what went on in Ukraine, and if uh, laundered money, laundered money with people that were 
that were inv involved. You have a meeting in the NSC in January of 2016 with the NSC representatives telling the Ukrainian officials to basically go get dirt on Trump, Manafort. What's, what's the National Security Council involved tell, with that? Telling people to go get information on a candidate. So and they finally do get the information, and it's used politically to try to destroy his campaign. So, so the and real it the, and it was the it was the representatives of Biden who asked that. So the real the real corruption and, and as and, and Laura Ingram pointed out the other night that there is some some evidence that the whistleblower who we can't mention was involved in making that request. Yeah, that he, he may have he, we, we may be able to go back to 2016 with the whistleblower looking for illegal information about Trump to try to blow up the or using illegal means to get information to try to blow up the Trump campaign because the plan at first was not to prosecute Manafort. The plan was to get the money uh, to get the evidence, make up this book, yeah. hold a big press conference and then Trump couldn't withstand it. He would have to he'd have to, wow. have to step down. So in other words for our listening audience, they go after Trump for rigging the election when in fact the Democrats were using their, their uh, using the United States government in Ukraine to set Trump up, including the embassy. Yeah, and that other one, and the other one, that woman there, the, the ambassador. I don't know why. Why yep. you're you're closer to the president than me? I I love my president. I know him forty years. What was in his mind not getting rid of her sooner? He he did get rid of her sooner, and the State Department obstructed it. And the How State they Department. The president? They would just forget about it. They would just come up with excuses. Uh, the State Department has played a role of covering this up. I sent them the information about her. They decided she's not doing anything wrong, and they never investigated. They never interviewed Shokin. They never interviewed Lutsenko. Mr. Mayor, how did things, how did institutions... And they're covering it up to this day. A guy named George Kent testified, and George Kent was her deputy when this was going on. So how do you expect him to testify honestly. He's just as involved as she is. How did these institutions like the State Department, the National Security Council, how did they become so politicized? I, I really do think that was an Obama thing. I think, I think Obama politicized our intelligence agencies and our FBI. And we left too many of them. I, think, I, think, I don't <clears throat> think this happened before that. Uh, I think Bush left the FBI pretty much alone, pretty much intact. I mean, Clinton tried to politicize the FBI. That's why Louis Free hates him so much. I mean, just interview Louis Free and, and see what he tried to do to the FBI. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they got they they somehow got into the FBI. They got into the Justice Department. Hold the politicized the Justice Department. Remember, well, we a, a, lot, a lot of the lawyers who work for the Justice Department are liberal, right? They come from Ivy League law schools. They'd be generally Trump a lot of Trump derangement people. Mm. So you're going to have some allies. Uh, and the State Department, the State Department's been terrible for years. But somebody's got to look at why they let her get away with this. I mean, what she was running a campaign office in the embassy in 2016. For, for the Democrat, Clinton. for Hillary Clinton. For Hillary Clinton. And she was, who God knows how much communication she had. A, 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 I guarantee if you get her phone records, she has direct records to Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she was a Hillary Clinton person. And, uh, and, then, and then, you know, obviously did everything she could to try to help Hillary, which an ambassador shouldn't do. But the worst part of it is the embassy played a role 
And the, 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 the clearest one is the black ledger, which was found on the doorstep of a Ukrainian parliamentarian. He brings it in. Instead of using it for law enforcement purposes... Black Ledger, what is Black that? Black Ledger was supposed to be that the party of regions, when Manafort was there, paid out a lot of bribes, and all the bribes are listed in this ledger, ah. and people signed for them, which is totally nuts. Who would sign for a bribe? <laughs> so I have independent witnesses from Manafort who will go and say, see my signature there? I didn't sign it. I didn't sign it. I didn't sign it. We got two of those. Manafort says... What do, you, what do you think? That's crazy. Why, why would I sign for a bribe? That's crazy. They get it. They put it out. They hold press conferences on it. In August and September, we have evidence going back to May that they were planning to do this in order to destroy his campaign. Wow. They put it out. They have the New York Times write about it. This is all in, in uh, August and September of 2016, right before the election but it doesn't take hold. It doesn't work. Now they try Manafort two years later, and they never pr produced the Black Ledger as evidence. That's great evidence. Yeah. It's real. You know why they don't produce it? Because it's complete phony. Wow. Now, that is a very serious thing to do. In other words, they were trying to frame him before he even became president. They were trying to slime him up so they could destroy him. It's part of what Peter Strzok said. And I think this is... Don't worry, he told his girlfriend. I got a plan to prevent him from being president. This is an FBI plan to prevent. Discussed him at length. And I have an insurance policy in case he gets elected. The plan to prevent, in his case, was Russian collusion. In the case of Shalupa, who was the DNC representative, and the people, it was the, uh, the massive bribery of Manafort. But the insurance policy was, we'll follow up with... Uh, Impeaching him, impeaching him, impeaching him, impeaching him, impeaching him. That's why six hours into office, the Washington Post wrote an article about impeachment. Now, I think it's very, very relevant if the, if the whistleblower who comes forward at the end was there at the beginning. Wow. Was the whistleblower one of the people that told the Ukrainians to go get evidence on party of regents? Was the whistleblower a mole that was set in Was the, in the whistleblower beginning? on the National Security Council, I think it was January 16. Wow. Did he way back, did he way back, was he, part of the, was he part of the conspiracy to prevent and then to remove? He's definitely part of the conspiracy to remove. But was he also part of the conspiracy to prevent? How could we get this now, whistleblower? Now, how, 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 can, how can somebody like Schiff hold that back? And isn't that part of a criminal investigation? If what I said is, is, is feasible, if in fact this was a deliberate, concerted plan to try to destroy him before he became uh, president in two ways with this black ledger that was leaked, if you, if you wanted it for purely law enforcement purposes, you'd never leak it. Mm. You'd keep it, right? So it was, got, it was gotten for public relations. The other part of the plan was to try to wrap him up in Russian uh, collusion, get that all out before the campaign, and finish him off. But Strzok was smart enough to know it might not work, because the guy seemed like Teflon, right? So the follow-up plan was, we're going to harass the hell out of him with one impeachment after another, and we'll finally take him down. Now, why can't our Attorney General Barr 
you know, after tomorrow, our president will not be impeached, obviously. So after tomorrow, why can't we full throttle the attorney general's office to go and investigate these things I can't, to show the other side I of can't it. speak for the uh, Department of Justice and Moot, but if you're asking me, is an investigation here justified? I don't think it's justified. I think it's necessary. Absolutely. I think it's necessary to vindicate American justice. I think it's necessary for us to be able to deal with Ukraine, honestly. I mean, we're going to tell them, you know, get rid of your corruption, and we're going to leave a, a vice president to have committed this crime in Ukraine without being held accountable, and a lot of other people. Yeah, but have, the conspiracy against if Trump. We, if we don't hold our people accountable, why should they hold their people accountable? But the conspiracy against President Trump is probably the biggest conspiracy in our country's history that the FBI, all these people with the, uh, with the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, everyone was a conspiracy against Trump. This has to be exposed. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I edited this tape last night to put it on the air, and according to another witness, Andrei Teloshenko is the witness, who worked in the prosecutor's office and in the, Ameri and the Ukrainian embassy, uh, then he went back to the Ukraine. There were at least 12 Ukrainian officials and former officials who, starting in 2016, tried to give this information to the FBI wow. and were turned away. Things like what, couldn't get a visa from the ambassador. Uh, FBI would say uh, they would take it and never respond. A few of them got together and hired a lawyer whose name is Bud Cummings, and he went to the U.S. Attorney's Office, and he presented uh, two facts. There's an email to prove it. He presented um, Biden's corruption and the collusion that was going on, and he told the U.S. Attorney there were witnesses in uh, Ukraine that wanted to come here and talk about it, responsible wow. witnesses, prosecutor general, former prosecutor general, deputy prosecutor general. Uh, <clears throat> now, you say, well, they're all lying. Well, I mean, if, if U.S. attorney's offices didn't take cases where it starts off that everybody might be lying, you never would have done an organized crime case, <laughs> ever. Of course they all may be lying, but they all may be telling the truth, and you do it based on corroboration. Sammy the Bull, I mean, but Gotti wasn't convicted because of Sammy the Bull. Gotti was convicted because Sammy the Bull's testimony could be corroborated. Mm -hmm. So when I first got this information, because I'm a responsible lawyer, I didn't go run to the president. And say, Mr. President, we got this, we got that, we got this. Mm. I said, I want to talk to those people. And I, want, you I, want, I, I don't believe in hearsay evidence. I, <clears> want to, <throat> I want to talk to Shokin. I want to talk to Lutsenko. I want to talk to Kulik. I want to see their damn documents. I know I got a case, then I can bring it to my president. Wow. And that's why I did it. And they say, well, why didn't you use the FBI? <laughs> they tried. Because I don't know how many of the struck homie people are still there selling cases out. Mm. Why not use the Justice Department? My guys went to the Justice Department, and they were turned away. It looked like the Justice Department only cared about supporting Mueller in Mueller's effort to get Trump. And, he, and why, why not go to Mueller? Because he had no interest in looking at any other involvement in our election but the Russians and Trump. In fact, all of this was available to Mueller. One of the reasons I got the evidence was so that I could show Mueller up if I had to, so that I could argue if we were going to have like a, 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 a real debate about this, I could argue that Mueller didn't do what an honest prosecutor does. If I'm investigating a guy 
and there's a suggestion that it, there's evidence that he might be innocent, I'm required to investigate the innocent, uh, the evidence, innocent one. As well as the, <clears throat> he turned that completely aside. Unbelievable. Nothing to do with it. What's happening in Connecticut with the U.S. Attorney? Well, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm, number one, I don't know completely, and number two, I wouldn't be at liberty to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Anything I know about I mean, about there's the an active Department. investigation. Well, I think I think we know there's an active investigation. For things that we're talking about to show the other side about what was happening to stop Trump from becoming president. Here's the, here's, here's the big thing, though. I think there is an active investigation, and I think it's going to be very fruitful. There's a big, big hurdle to overcome with Biden. Fear. Fear that if you put him under investigation now, you're accused of being a prosecutor who's meddling in an election. But the reality is that he created this problem by covering this up for so long. Yeah. I brought this out originally in March, February, March of this year. Put it all out. Put it out on Fox, and I can give you the John Solomon columns. In mm -hmm. the everything I just said to you, not everything, some of it <coughs> I've gotten since then, but the basic things are all out there. Should have been investigated then long before the election, you, you could decide in three months whether this is true or not. Mm. And either Biden, uh, either Biden uh, is guilty and he gets prosecuted like everybody else, or he gets, he gets uh, what Hillary got. You know, he gets, he, he gets to run. This, this has to be investigated. This, this the, evidence is, the evidence is overwhelming. You've got to be a fool not to realize yeah, you know, Mr. this Mayor. is a corrupt situation. Any intelligent person says a crooked, organized crime Ukrainian oligarch doesn't give up five to eight million dollars to a drug addict who busted a company and he wants to like rehab him on the board of no, his he company. He gave it to the father. That's what Particularly when there's a coincidence. The coincidence is that the guy is going to lose his business. The guy is living in Monaco because he's afraid to go back to Ukraine because he get arrested. And all of a sudden, the newspapers announced Joe Biden is appointed the point man and is going to give out all the money in the Ukraine. How does this just so happen that he hires the son of the guy who now becomes the most important guy in Ukraine, more important than the president of Ukraine? You don't believe in coincidences? <laughs> and how does this fit the pattern of what Biden did in four other countries? You know, the, you know, and we're going to let him get away with it. Just because he's running for president, because he's a Democrat, and because Democrats get protected like Hillary got protected, we have got to stop this. Our people, our people are bitter. They're bitter because they say they hold us to a different standard. Which is true. They, and they ignore unbelievable, ele uh, 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 unbelievable <coughs> evidence of criminality on Democrats, and then they go after Republicans on th things that are ridiculous. That telephone call with... Zelensky, if I'm right, and there's substantial evidence of crime, probable cause for a crime yeah. that's committed by the vice president, the current president has got that's to ask duty. him to invest. It's his duty. Article 2, Section, I think it's 3, says president has to take care that the laws are fully executed. It's his job to do that. You know, Mr. Mr. Mayor. He should be commended for this. I mean, I, I, I see that uh, Manchin wants to do a censure. Censure for what? Mm. Censure for asking an investigation for an extremely crooked member of your political party? Mm. You know what? We've been doing this podcast for a year and a half, Mr. Mayor. There's not been one podcast, even with my friend Ken Lango, have I been held to what you've held me to. I'm so 
interest in what you say. Well, there's more, and I'm and I'm I'm going to tell our listeners. We got a lot of listeners, and we can't wait for your podcast to come out. Before we go to that, I just want to ask you one thing: Aren't you a little nervous about? Look, we had the House and the Senate for two friggin' years. We dragged our feet from getting things done. My fear is we don't respond to this fast enough to go after this and get bar. And let's go after this to let people see before the election of November. Because this stuff starts coming out, even people with a small brain will say, well, well, well there's more to this. No? Uh, de- depending, on, depending on how willing they are to take criticism and get criticized uh, by the Washington Post and the New York Times for a politicized investigation, when they know that it isn't, that's going to really be the key here. Mm. Can, they, can they withstand the criticism that will come if they open this investigation? Because it will come, and it will be painted as if they are trying to interfere in an election. Yeah. And uh, I, I faced things like this when I was U.S. attorney, and I always resolved it in favor of it, do the right thing. Mm. If it's not an interfering in the investigation, if it's actually investigating a very serious crime, then you've you got to do it. If it comes up the day before the election, you've got to do it. And we still have time. If they wanted my help, if I were running this case, I'd get this done in a, in, I'd get this done in a month. I mean, I've talked to every witness. You always got it done in an hour. I've, yeah. I've, I, I've uh, talked to every well, witness. I've convicted already. I have, I, mean. I, have, I have all but one of them on tape. I got the tape recordings of interviews that I, that I did of them. Uh, one, one I haven't because he's involved right now in an ongoing investigation where he's getting more and more evidence. Uh, but he'd be willing to cooperate uh, with proper people. Um, and then, then they can decide. I'll, I'll, you know, we can't keep having this happen to us that we have this double standard and you can be involved in 20 years of a Biden family shakedown. And, and, nobody, and no one, expe- and a, no one exposes it. in the Clinton it. Foundation where money is given in huge, hundreds of millions are given to the Clinton Foundation, or Ukraine is the biggest donor to the Clinton Foundation, and nobody wants to find out why. Wow. All I say is, all our listeners out there, you got to listen to uh, Mayor Giuliani's new podcast. And how do they get to your podcast? Very, very simple. You get, go to my Website, which is my name, Rudy Giuliani, CS, common sense, dot com. And I saw the promo, the trailer. It's excellent. But the way you line this up like a prosecutor, because you are That's a prosecutor. What I am. And you show the evidence with the witnesses and anyone who wants to listen to the facts, I, I, I tell them, please go to Mayor Giuliani's podcast. And again, I know you're very busy and I just want to. I guess thank- it's unrealistic, but. I mean, if anybody, if somebody's afraid, I'll prosecute this case. Why can't we uh, get you? I mean, make me a special prosecutor. I'll prosecute it. I mean, I have it in my head. I, uh, well, I, I c- did the parking violations bureau case against conscious people. And that was. Every, uh, every newspaper in the city said I couldn't win it. That my was, that was, was with bad. the congressman up in the Bronx? Yeah, that, that was Friedman. Stanley Friedman. And it yeah. was uh, 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 the guy in Queens who committed suicide. Donald uh, Manis. Donald Maine uh, Manis, was it? The head of PVB. That was, that was, I mean, that was nothing compared to that. That was about a 30 well, million I, dollar Well, listen, case. if the president's but listening to every, our every podcast, I'm calling the Demo- upon The him. Democrats in the city uh, uh, snowed the press that my witness was too bad. He was a terrible guy. He was a, 
He was a guy who pretended to be a psychiatrist to take advantage of women. He went to jail for that. Then he went to work for, um, for uh, the Queensborough president. He was his bag man. Mm-hmm. So he, he was the bag man who collected all the bribes and distributed it to the de- Democratic politicians, including mm-hmm. Stanley Friedman. So we put him on the witness stand as the first witness, much worse than Shokin. And the lawyers who were uh, Tom Puccio and, I mean, some, some of the really best lawyers, uh, ripped, the, ripped him apart for a week. By the time he was finished, the chances of our conviction was zero. And the press stopped paying attention. Giuliani's going to get screwed. He's finally going to lose a case. I hadn't lost one yet. Giuliani's going to lose a case. The first time they were rooting against me because the Dems were spinning it. Well, very slowly, for four weeks, I put on witness after witness. They haven't paid attention. That corroborated this little piece, that little piece, this little piece, that little piece, this little piece. I could tell you what the fu- fu- most fun one was that they missed because it was 4 o'clock in the afternoon and they had to file their stories. Uh, Stanley Friedman, uh, Lindenoff, our, our key witness, he testified that they used to go, uh, he would go give Friedman the results of the bribes for the month at the post house every month because they enjoyed having a steak there on a Monday. He would, they'd meet there and Stanley wanted to know what his piece was going to be. So he'd take a little piece of paper usually a matchbox, and he put down, you know, 40,000. And he'd hand it to him to show it to him. And then Stanley would take out a lighter and he'd burn it. Oh, it's a mafia trick. Burn it. So Stanley made the mistake of taking a witness stand. And on the witness stand, he denied it. We have uh, all these witnesses all day. 4.30 in the afternoon, I say to Judge Knapp, can I call one last witness? The president's not even in the room. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, Mr. Shulman, we have time for how long is this? Maybe fifteen minutes. Okay. Guy walks in, give your name, gives his name. Say, so, uh, where do you work? I work at the post house. <laughs> how long have you been working at the post house? Ten years. Do you recognize anybody in this courtroom? He said, Yeah, I recognize all of them. Yeah, they come there all the time. <laughs> and particularly Stanley Friedman, he used to come every every Monday. Seemed to come every first Monday or whatever it was. He'd have like that big fat guy with him. Lindenauer was the big fat guy. And, well, uh, Lindenauer was in the courtroom. No, Lindenauer was the courtroom. He was a witness. Oh, I thought he was sitting no, in the courtroom. No, a witness can't sit in the courtroom. He's got to be out. Yeah. So and I said, did anything, uh, was anything ever uh, unusual happen? And he said, yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, they were all very nice. And they gave big tips. Because <laughs> he didn't want to insult them. He said, but a strange thing ha- would happen every time. Every time. It used to worry me. Every time, at some point in the, in, 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 in the dinner, I'd see a big fire in the, in the, <laughs> in the ashtray. I, I, what, what the heck are they doing? Nobody does that. You like your cigar. I said, well, how often did that happen? He said, oh, God, about two, two years. Every Bam, Monday. right to the heart, right? Wow. Right to the heart. Here's a cooperation. Press didn't even cover it. They didn't even know it. Summation, I took that. And basically, tell you, it was an eight-hour summation. Wow. I used charts. I showed them how, because as the case was going on, there was all these little pieces of corroboration. But when you put it together, it was an overwhelming case. How do and I? They convicted all of them. Mr. Mayor, how do I get to the and that's president? That's how I became famous, and that's how I ran for mayor because they were so surprised that I won. I can, and they covered it on television for ten weeks. When I came back to New York City, my name recognition was like ninety-five percent. They did it by criticizing me, and then. Kind of How do I get to the President of the United States to get you appointed special prosecutor? Oh, they'll move to dismiss me for... Why? 
prosecutor, a prosecutor can have one side of the case. Well, I could do this one in my sleep. I started RICO prosecutions of white-collar crime, public corruption, first to do it. I used RICO to seize the Teamsters Union. Uh, no, that one, 135 members of Congress wrote to President Reagan and said I should be fired because wow. I went after the Teamsters Union. Every candidate for president in the 1988 primary, every Democrat condemned me, every Republican <coughs> condemned me because it was a Republican union at the time. Members of my own party were pissed at me because I went after our only, they said to me, you're getting rid of our only union. I said, no, they're getting rid of themselves. The corruption. You know, I, I didn't give a damn. I mean, you, you know, I'm a little, you, I've got to tell you, you know who supported me? Who? One guy supported me. For, 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 I have love him forever. The vice president of the United States, Bush. George Bush said, and he had the most to lose. Yeah. Because he, he was going to be the candidate for sure, and now he was going to lose his only union. He said, I work with Rudy Giuliani when he fearlessly went after the mafia and particularly in drugs. He's a very, very good prosecutor. I wouldn't underestimate him. Wow. And the Teamsters Union has been, we have to be honest, the Teamsters Union has been like this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Something like this is necessary. Well, in 1980... My respect for him went up like... Oh, oh. 1988, I was involved with the President Bush with the re-election thing with his daughter, Dorothy, at the point. Yeah. And I loved Bush. I was in the White House with him several times. And then... I'm a, like a little bit of a crime fighter like you. I get a, a call. I get a call to Washington. A guy named Doug McCarran. He looked like Jesus. He's the head of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters. Still there for all these years. He goes, Paul. What would it take to take over the New York City Carpenters Union? Three locals with Freddie Devine and all that. I was just going to take a big check. So what <laughs> we did was we followed them to the Teterboro Airport. Divine and all his chieftains were going to go up to Alaska to go salmon fishing. They took off. I assembled 100 armed off-duty cops, retired cops, and we took over on Hudson Street. We took the building over. Now when Fred Devine gets back, they fly in there. I had subpoenas. I hit them all, took their cars away, credit cards. Now all of a sudden my phone starts ringing. You know, this was Gambino guys, Genovese guys. Bo, you, excuse my language, you're effing with the wrong people. You know, we know where you live. So you know what I did, Rudy? You know what I did, Rudy? We know where you live. Yeah, you know what I did, Rudy? I went up to Rayos, and I met a guy that I knew a guy from a guy. And I said, if these guys start threatening my family and me, I'm going to the FBI, organized crime, and the game is going to be over. This is not personal. This is just business. And if I didn't do it, somebody was going to do it. Don't start that personal bullshit with me. And sure enough, we took over the Carpenters Union. What would that take with the corruption that there was embedded there? Yeah. We did it with 100 armed Remember. guys. And uh, you know, it was one of my big crime fighting things. So maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> I'll be the special prosecutor. You'll be the special investigator. Uh, I, I, no, I want to. You, you think we'd win? I call upon the U.S. Attorney <laughs> in the Southern District to deputize me to go after Big Bird de Blasio and his wife. Find out what he, she did with a billion dollars, Operation Thrive. All this corruption in New York City. I tell you what, you help me with this and I'll help you Mr. with that. Mr. Mayor, I'm there for you anytime. <laughs> it, what a thrill. And I've never Thanks. had a podcast where I would had so little to say because oh, it was so interesting. Well, it well, was so interesting. And I call upon all my listeners. And again, please give us podcasts. Sure, absolutely. So it's RudyGiulianiCS.com. You can check out Common Sense. When does it start, Mr. Mayor? It, we've had, we have, they, they, if they go there, they can ha get two episodes right now. 
We got two up. Two now, up. you set this up like a, like a trial. Witnesses. Yeah, yeah. The statement. first one is like an overview. The second one's an opening statement. No, there's three, actually. And the third one is Shokin testifying. Wow. The first half of his testimony. Why can't we get it on Fox Nation with you with this? They, I'm hoping that it'll get the attention it deserves when I put together the package. There should be seven, maybe eight episodes. They're all about a half hour. I would love for it to get and on Fox put Nation. It, put it in a package. Yeah, I think it's yeah, great. And, 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 it, and, and it's, it shows uh, documents and I love it and testimony. And if people want to listen to the truth, you go to Giuliani's podcast. One thing they can't say is there's no evidence of substantial criminality on the part of the Biden family. Wow. There's plenty of evidence. Question is, you know, he's, it's enti- just like, he's you entitled know, to like anyone else. He's entitled to presumption of innocence. And he's entitled to a trial. He's not entitled to not get investigated. It's just like the Gambinos and the Genovese. You had the Clintons and the Bidens. <laughs> I don't know if he modeled this on the Clinton Foundation, if the Biden family enterprise is modeled on the Clinton Foundation, but it's very similar. Wow. Very similar. Wow. You know, um, the public official does you the favor, mm. and then the family gets the money. Gets the money, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, the family <clears throat> becomes the bag man. So All here's right. how we wrap it up. We, we do our thing is we call it punk of the week. It could be a thing, person, or anything that really pisses you off this week. This week, what is the issue, personal, something that's really bothering you right today? Well, the, the punk of the year is uh, Schiff. You keep stealing that one from me. Schiff. <laughs> and I blame him for, for, for what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, the president's going to be acquitted tomorrow. But he shouldn't have to be acquitted. No. There was no case. There's no case. There was no case. And right. when, I hear, uh, when I hear my friend, um, uh, the senator from Tennessee, who's going to vote with Manchin? us. Manchin? No. The, well, Manchin says he wants to, he, he yeah. wants to, uh, is he going to vote with us, but he wants to censure him. Uh, Lee Alexander, you know, from, uh, yeah. from Tennessee, he says he's going to vote against it, but he thinks the president shouldn't have done it. He doesn't understand the facts. <laughs> no, he's, he's the, the, not. Pre- how, how could the president not ask? Right. president of the Ukraine to investigate Corruption. a vice president that corrupted the Ukraine and mm. leaves a mark on the United States that makes it impossible for us to do our job there. If, if, if we prove incapable of holding our crooks to account, mm. how can we ask them to hold their crooks to account? Right. It's just simple logic. What's your punk of the week, Carl? I would have to say the DNC with that fiasco in Iowa last night. They couldn't get their act together. Oh, it's, wasn't uh, it funny? It was ridiculous. <laughs> and that was the same group that they used uh, the uh, computer. Yeah, I tweeted it out. I tweeted the it app out. was uh, Robbie Mook, a f- former can- Hillary campaign I staff. said liberals, liberals can't govern, yeah. and they can't count votes, and there's a reason for it. And they my, live in a fantasy world. They can't do anything practical. Mr. Mayor, my punk of the week is our Fredo governor, oh. Andrew Cuomo. What he did with this, with this criminal reform bill, what he's doing, releasing people with no bail. First, it was supposed to be nonviolent felonies, Mr. Mayor. Now they're releasing people, robberies with cheats, and he's my punk of the week. And his brother, Chris, is not Fredo. You are, Mr. Governor, if you don't rescind this, this bail reform bullcrap. All right. There you have it. All right. So, again, fantastic episode. Uh, thank you very much for Mayor Giuliani for being here. Uh, we can definitely send everyone out his link to his podcast, and I recommend Let's everyone that. check that out. You can follow us on social media. We're at One Tough Podcast on Twitter, and Bo is at Bo Deedle on Twitter. And you could email us any questions, comments, concerns, podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 